We're back from our summer break. It is the Gift of Gaming podcast. And what better way to come back than to update you on everything that's happened in video games for the month of July. So grab a cup of tea, sit down, relax, and we're here to update you. It's me, your host, Darren Wade, and I'm joined by the, the dream team, the anchor men themselves, uh, Mr. Xbox Games past himself, Luke Maycock. Luke, good to have you back on the show. It's been a little, you have a nice break? I had a lovely break, lovely summer break. Darren goes away, podcast goes away. Darren comes back, podcast is back. <laughs> Let's go. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Luke's like, oh, podcast went away. It was such a, such a <laughs> so nice. such a break. And uh, of course, uh, the console hating PC playing full-time Canadian there was another piece. Yeah, Laura Seekin. <laughs> Laura Seekin, Canadian himself, Chris. Okay, Chris, it's good to have you back, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Good to be here. I'm going to have to, uh, you know, get better at that. The Laura Seeking. that's the one I keep I mean, getting. that should be your sound check every time uh, we, like, before. Practice it? Yeah. Practice the names. Yours just keeps growing. I'm going to have to another title on to us. How was your uh, podcast summer break, you know? Um, yeah, not too exciting. I mean, I didn't do much except for, you know, research, quote unquote. Did you miss me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for for audience, Chris rolled his eyes. I'm a little bit disappointed by the eye roll. I'm a terrible liar, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, but uh, like I suppose it's been a while. Are you guys playing anything? Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you guys hopped on anything different, anything new? I I'm boring. Just no. I've been busy as crap. Even though we've had a little summer break, I've been weddings and new jobs and stuff like that. So no, I've been super boring. Chris, have you been? Ah, uh, yeah, I've been across the whole spectrum, I think, recently. Like, nice. Uh, daily matches of Street Fighter. Um, how, how is that going? Because I was lucky enough to get to play the, the beta test for Tekken 8. I got a day. I came oh, back. Did you? I came back from my holidays, and there was a day left on my because I applied for the testing, and my yeah. brother was using my, my file while I was away. But I got a day out of it, and I'm very excited for Tekken. Yeah, yeah. But how, how is Street Fighter still treating you? Uh, it's really fucking good. I just wish I was better, man. I'm like, I'm just so bad. The people online are just too good. It's kind of disheartening. Yeah, and you give them too much time, Chris. That's you know, online uh, fighting games. I can't really not that i can't get behind i do well enough but there's a certain type of player for online fighting games like the the juggler or that the people that have that one combo that they use over and over again because it's it's obviously work for them to get them to this yeah. point like and it i'm not a rage quick kind of guy but oh does those fighting yeah. games online make me feel like rage quitting sometimes like yeah. you know uh, i myself have reverted to an old habit and i and i, and I don't know how, well i do know how this happened i was uh, went in the airport um, coming home from my holidays and I was scrolling through Instagram and uh, lo and behold a little video came up and it was just a normal funny video but the background music was that sweet sweet Animal Crossing theme <laughs> guess oh, who started no, guess who started no. a new island in Animal oh, Crossing no. ladies and gentlemen he's back on the sauce he's no. back yeah yeah and it's been it's been uh, relaxing as hell yeah I've only done two days. And my, my rule for this one is because I did a lot of time traveling in my previous files, you know, back and forth and time traveling to Sundays so I could sell all my shit and hit the markets hard. But I said to myself, you know what, this time I'm just going to play it as it comes. If it's a Sunday in Animal Crossing day, the rule is it's got to be a Sunday in real life, you know. That's when you sound. say, did you have to change the date settings of your Switch to do stuff like that? Or I, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I oh, said, okay. I'd say I spent like a lot of time on that menu. When I was playing Animal Crossing, like I do stuff for a day, I'd be like, I'm bored at this day. On to the next day, you know. Right. I, I want that bridge built, so I'm gonna fast forward. Can't believe you felt the need to cheat at a baby game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, you know what? You're not wrong, but it is the most relaxing baby game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I do. I see there's an appeal there, but like, if I need a relaxing game, I still just revert back to Stardew. And so Stardew was on my my Switch. I bought my Switch away with me, it being the perfect portable piece of equipment to play video games on. Um, and I wanted to play Stardew Valley, but I didn't have, because I think my only save files were on my PlayStation. So I was like, oh, okay, so I don't actually have a save file on the Switch. It's be like a brand new file. And there's something about the, the hard bit of starting off when you're really just like... Oh, I that's my no favorite money. part. Yeah, I like having a little bit to, to go with. But I was like, oh no! no. no. I, I say that, but then like, a couple of days later, I decided a brand new island in Animal Crossing. So who knows where my brain was at? I find it super overwhelming to jump back into Stardew after a long time off, like on an old farm, and I'm just like, what the fuck I is going on? I saw people. Had, I, I guess maybe it's because I'm not like I started an Instagram because of this podcast, and actually, which reminds me, I should probably post something 
you know about the show <laughs> for tomorrow when we release it or whatever um but uh, i'm not an instagram person but lots of uh I've, i guess because i've watched a couple of videos and people playing stardew it's like in my algorithm now but uh lots of people and i didn't know you could do this people were you know, you know the bridge or the the tunnel that the bus drives through mm-hmm. people have used that like they've lit that tunnel up and i've used it as like an extra storage storage i've seen people just put like every possible pathway that like an NBC doesn't walk through is just a treasure chest doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Probably looks like build crap sh- as yeah, well. Build a shed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it already. So guys, there's been plenty of news in July. And actually, there's a couple of articles here that got me super excited. And this is this this month has been a little bit self-indulgent. I chose the uh, the articles based on um, my uh, a lot of my preferences for the video games that I like. So screw you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, we can hop into it. We got everything from Gorilla making announcements, uh, Horizon announcements to... EAFC, that's right, we can't say FIFA anymore, and uh, even stuff about a, a, an unexpected or unannounced Capcom game that's expected to sell millions, and boy howdy am I excited about that one, but we'll kick it off, we'll go first for um, for our Gorilla, Gorilla story, Gorilla Games has 16 plans in the pipeline for its Horizon franchise, so this comes from uh, hitmarker.net and it's uh, an article done by Danny Craig, so according to gamesindustry.biz, several developers at the studio reflected on the development of Horizon Zero Dawn and its sequel Forbidden West at the Develop Brighton event on July 12th, with studio director and art director Jan Bart van Beek stating that the series will continue for a long while. Uh, Gorilla has revealed during the talk that it has 16 plans for future projects, but did not elaborate on whether these would be uh, games or if it intends to break into the TV industry again, as it has done with the upcoming Netflix series. So far, we know of three franchise-related projects in the works, a co-op multiplayer title, a third mainline entry, and a live-action Netflix series. Van Beek acknowledged that the multiplayer project has a significant fan base and revealed that its development has been a massive shift for the studio, almost on the same level as doing the first Horizon. And that uh, building a multiplayer game in the series universe, while exciting, is a whole new challenge for the studio. Uh, Gorilla, best known for the Killzone series, has had a massive success with Horizon. In May, it was reported that the second game, Forbidden West, had sold 8.3 million copies as a PlayStation 5 exclusive, bringing the franchise's total sales to 32.7 million. Both of these numbers are expected to grow once the game receives a PC release, similar to what happened with Zero Dawn. 16 projects. I mean... They've named three of those 16, which is a live-action Netflix series, which I'm 50-50 about. The third installment of the game, which I'm excited about, and the multiplayer game, which I'm very excited about, however they do that. What are the other 13? <laughs> They're not all... Uh, I know the, the title of the article said that they were um, related to the Horizon series, but the quote in it doesn't suggest that they are. So it might be... I'm thinking like one or two of them could be like reviving Killzone. That was like such a successful IP for Gorilla and... Uh, Oh shit! Were they Killzone? They're yeah. Killzone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's funny because uh, myself and uh, my brother Graham will often revert to at Christmas time. We'll take the PlayStation Two back out and we'll load up the first Killzone because the I think they were called the Hellgast. Yeah. Where yeah. the enemy kind of dudes and that very cool enemies. But we'll always do this kind of like a almost like a Normandy D Day style of map, and we just have himself and myself against seven like super like the hardest difficulty hell gas you could have on this map and it's cool because you get on top of your fortress you're looking down over the beach thing you just see these seven guys come up and you know you're screwed because they're impossible to beat uh, Killzone was an incredible series and it was such a weird not a weird but such a different like horizon is a very 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 different game to the to the Killzone franchise yeah so, so you reckon their 16 projects aren't all related to no, horizon I- I think they have the the kind of clout at this stage to flex into some new IPs as well. Like a lot of studios are, Sony will probably be encouraging them to do stuff like that as well. Like they have a great success with Horizon. They want to keep that going. They have a successful IP that would, like, I don't know, like a reboot of the original Killzone game. Yep. Sell I mean, we love remakes at the minute. Yeah, it's a big, yeah. big market for them, it seems. And yep. uh, yeah, Sony is probably going to encourage them to get focusing on their next IP like projects could mean something as vague as they've written a name up on a whiteboard or something like that but um graphic novel just yeah yeah who knows who knows a new new poster a new poster (laughs) that's a project merch that's what I was thinking too it could be a new line of merch or something he's just trying to get us all excited for like what could be sweet FA at the end of the day Uh, Chris you haven't played uh, Horizon sure you haven't uh no uh, I played a little of the first while my buddies were playing it and just kind of talked in for uh, a couple minutes here and there. And uh, with the them, with the second one coming to PC, is it a thing that you'll have in your catalog no, at all? No, probably not. I'm 
not too keen on it. Yeah. Um, it, it looks good. I've heard the story is great, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Not your cup of tea. No. You're too damn busy taking on those Zangiefs and Chun-Li's. The, the honest truth here is like single player games just really don't do it for me. I just, I don't want to pay all that money and just like spend like 40 to 60 hours by myself playing a game. Oh, right? I'd, I pay, want... I'd pay so much money to be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting that you have that frame of mind because I would be totally different where multiplayer games, I guess it depends. You have a lot of like Steam and everything that comes with Steam is very, yeah. uh, I think a lot of the, them games tend to be kind of friendlier games. Whereas the multiplayer games I've chosen uh, to play online are kind of the, I wouldn't say, I'm not, I'm not like going for the, um, competitive side of things but i do call of no, duty not, yeah, not or tekken 8 that are like f can be very frustrating for me so i've kind of weaned myself off online multiplayer games I and mean, gone back to big time just single player narratives not all my uh online games are competitive like i play a lot of like couch co well i guess it's not really couch co-op in this case but like steam has remote play yeah so you can play the couch co-op options it's just your buddy is like accessing your computer through steam um which is pretty dope but like we've gone through my catalog doing that and it's yeah, yeah it's fun love yeah. those kind of games different different pace of gaming um, yeah exactly and you can always change the pace because they're such small games and super accessible you can jump from like speed runners to tricky towers to like wizard of legend in like just a span of an hour could you see yourself getting involved in the horizon multiplayer game who knows maybe co-op co multiplayer game yeah. yeah i'd be i'm like that's Reading this again, I forgot that that was even a thing that was in the pipeline. I think I got distracted a lot by Naughty Dog talking about how there is a Last of Us uh, multiplayer thing that's in the works as well. That's kind of been at the forefront of my mind to be like, that could be a cool concept. But in Horizon Online multiplayer, however that works, I'd be very excited about it. I love that Did, world. Didn't the first Last of Us have multiplayer? Yeah, it Yeah, did. I'm pretty competitive. Yeah. Like, you, there was the Fireflies against... I don't know the other team. Oh, was team. there? Yeah, there was definitely multiplayer. Yeah, you could set traps and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. The, but yeah, I think that, that, have they called this, is it factions or something like that? Last of Us factions? I, no. I could be wrong here, but I think, and that would be a pretty cool, I mean, if it's, the, the thing about games like this, like The Last of Us and Horizon, is like the graphic, like how good those games look graphically, you know, scaled into a multiplayer game, I'd be very excited about you to be mm, usually graphics get scaled back, back i yeah, think yeah, once yeah. you introduce but horizon back. 2 was so good that even if they scaled it back I, i'm pretty confident yeah. it might look like a good game um and i think luke you haven't have you you haven't played the horizon series you haven't i've never touched the horizon series no um it looks great it looks fantastic but it's um it's not even on pc is it it's coming to like the horizon zero dawn the first one's gone onto pc and this one right. will be going to pc as well that's kind of the agreement the agreement sony tends to have with its um first party games that like here it is and a year later you'll get it on pc essentially yeah well that was uh, horizon zero dawn was 2016 wasn't it 2017, 2017 was when that game came out. Yeah, it yeah. took a long time for that one. Same with uh, the original God of War. Like they're not always just one year exclusives. I th so I think I think they they've changed their their plan and they try and get it out a bit quicker. I think that it's a yeah. big big money making thing. For I them. think it depends on the company. Like they'll release it on Sony, make their tons of money, and once that exclusivity uh, runs out, I think then they start developing. Because I don't know if like not all these companies do a straight port. Yeah, ports are normally doo doo. Um, they might like develop from ground up, and I feel like Horizon might might need a, opt a proper to do something like yeah. that. Yeah. What uh, what game came out recently that was was it The Last of Us that was ported and it was awful? The part, oh, there was the part a few one. one. No, no, there was the uh, the the Dead Space. Um, that was awful. The Dead Space remake. Yeah. No, no, no. It wasn't the remake. The remake was meant to be pretty good. I thought yeah, it was the, the one was that was trying to dethrone Dead Space. Oh, um, the Callisto. Yeah. Callisto, yeah, Callisto Protocol, Protocol yes. was one of the worst. That was ropey. Yeah. In a long time, and I think yeah, actually, I think Last of Us was pretty bad too. I think most people were especially pissed off that they were charging like again full day yeah. one release prices yeah. for it and they were just like you're giving this garbage for no yeah. no that's not gonna fly and that is here. that is bs yeah, yeah absolutely especially the the, the the console hating people the pc playing <laughs> people over there they won't stand for that uh we'll go on to our next uh thing which is uh you know if if kev was here kev kev would love this he, he was he was the only guy to ever bring fifa to this podcast you know i mean i was the guy who played it when i was younger but uh it's funny that i'll, I'll you know he's the only person who could really comment on this but our next one is ea sports unveils rebranded soccer video game FC24, its first without the FIFA branding. This comes from Forbes.com by Antonio Pequeño IV, apparently. Uh, a 
uh, EA Sports dropped its announcement trailer uh, on Monday for FC24, the first soccer video game from the publisher after it did not reach a new licensing agreement with FIFA, the world soccer governing body last year, ending, ending the extremely popular FIFA-branded soccer video game series. The rebrand to EA Sports FC was announced last May when FIFA and EA Sports did not reach a licensing agreement, which marked the end of the entity's nearly 30-year partnership. Fuck. Yeah, long time. In a statement to fans last year, EA Sports said a soccer video game would remain the same following the rebrand, a claim backed by the brand's more than 300 licensing agreements with clubs and leagues internationally. Oh, yeah. interesting. So they still retain the rights to use players, real players? jerseys, everything. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. So this okay. is the interesting thing about it because I remember hearing about it. I think this is the, 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 the figure here. So back to the article. During contentious negotiations, FIFA asked for at least double the annual $150 million <laughs> it would receive from EA Sports according to the New York Times. Which to me is just, I mean, like, but like, you know, FIFA and that whole thing is, it's just nothing but greed. So that doesn't surprise so me. So is EA though. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's like like the, the two greediest monsters yeah, uh, coming together. Greed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greed off. Um, but, uh, I was surprised that uh, they, I, I didn't realize that EA had the licensing agreements. I thought that all those licensing agreements were through FIFA. So when I first heard I, the I would have thought so too. Yeah, I thought we were going to get like, you know, Bamchester United or, you know, with, with, with <laughs> yeah. Pistiano Cronaldo or whatever <laughs> yeah, else. Like, yeah, you know, I was trying all to that think kind of stuff. soccer player's yeah. name. I couldn't think of one though. Uh, so at least two years of negotiations transpired over renewing the contract that allowed EA Sports to use FIFA's name for its yearly soccer video game. EA Sports was FIFA's largest commercial partner before the breakup. EA spokesman Eric Escavage told Forbes last year the decision to split from FIFA was an amicable one and the game maker was thankful to FIFA for its years of partnership. The final assault of the franchise, FIFA 23, is one of the series' top-selling games. From the start of the year to the end of May, FIFA 23 was the eighth best-selling game in the world, beating other sports video games such as Madden, NFL 23, and NBA 2K23, according to Sir Kana. So, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer that if you have all the licensing yourself, why the fuck would you pay $300 million a year for a brand on yep. the front of the box? Yeah, FIFA kind of dropped the ball on this one. <laughs> they kind of fumbled it. Yeah. Because that was... Uh, and I, you can see where they're coming from. Like FIFA has turned into a, one of the most profitable video games on the market at the moment, mm -hmm. just through their. Uh, Do you think this team. losing the FIFA brand is going to affect the sales? Absolutely not. No, no and I, I don't think anyone plays the game out of their loyalty to FIFA. No, they not like all. the sport. And mm -hmm. what's more, the first time I heard about them dropping the brand was about a year ago, I think, when or maybe it was just over a year when all those like massive corruption stories were breaking around FIFA. Yep. And I at the time I was like, Oh yeah, great, if they can distance themselves from FIFA, like they're saving themselves all the PR woes, which was probably a very strong negotiating point for them in this, you know take 150 mil or walk away kind of situation that ended up transpiring i mean uh, fifa I, like you who who on the fifa side was negotiating that being like oh, no double the money or we walk and it's like well you can take the same money or we walk and it's like okay we're leaving it's 150 million a year yeah. that you're just i mean not that fifa needs it jesus christ like money coming out the years yeah. but like a strange choice on their part to Try and like not even say, okay, look, you know, through inflation, blah blah, this is going to be we're going to up it to 180 million, turn another 30, like double the money is a crazy, yeah. I think it's just a misreading of what, like, surely the people in the negotiation room for FIFA didn't really like this is obviously pure speculation, but they didn't really know what the value of the video game was. They were like, there's a property associated with our name that makes hundreds of millions in revenue every year. And we're not getting a sizable, we're not getting a percentage cut of that. We're not getting anything. They just saw the figures. Mm -hmm. And they were like, we want more. We want double. Fuck that. No, you can't use our brand. You can't use our name. Um, but they kind of, I don't know. They couldn't see the forest for the trees. They didn't get that it was a video game and that uh, the video game didn't need the word Did, FIFA. Didn't FIFA on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, that's the thing is that my only worry for that would have been, okay, well, now we've got like a Pez 2006 job where all the names just stupid and yeah. i i mean i personally like as i i played i think i admitted it in we were doing one of the episodes was our our the games that we were most addicted to or that we couldn't stop going back to and i found out that my top rated games like hourly on my playstation was fifa 2013 which kind of disgusted me a little bit but i had like that <laughs> oh, now, yeah, you were, we were super into it at one point i was yeah, yeah. and the reason i was was 2013 was the year that wigan won the fa cup <laughs> so that was a big year for me like you know um so i had played so much time in that but i wouldn't have been able to play that game with fake names i couldn't i couldn't turn on a football game and have it like Oh, this is meant to be Manchester United. Oh, that player is meant to be David De Gea. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Uh, see, I don't yeah. know. That's 
I, I can't say the same. If you, I don't, I don't really care as long as it's a banger of a game. So I that, could give it. That's actually the the lore that Darren's kind of referencing is that we had a game here back in 2006, like the mid 2000s, called Pez Pro mm-hmm. Evolution Soccer, which was kind of pound for pound a better video game than yeah. FIFA was. Like the controls were better, it played better. It was just Looked more better. enjoyable to play, but they had no licenses. So everyone was like a knockoff version of the real player. Yeah, that sounds hilarious too. That sounds uh, not a, just like a better game, but also funny. So but, but Chris, yeah. Chris, I couldn't relive the days of having Ben Watson scoring the, the winning goal against Manchester City in the FA Cup final. I don't want Flynn Potson to score that goal. <laughs> I want the Ben Watson to score. So I couldn't, I mean, I couldn't play the game like that. I, I just know I could as a, as a personal think, thing. And I guess that probably lends itself to a lot of people, maybe. I think Pez actually had a really sad end to the story. I think it was like 2016 or 2017. They did a rebrand. I could be getting this totally wrong, but I think they did a rebrand, made it a pure esports game because the gameplay was always what made Pez Pez. So they renamed it to something completely new went heavy into the esports and it got panned like it got absolutely slammed in reviews and it was free to play as well so it just disappeared uh, it was it was insane oh, no. it was press like, press f4 for pez was, was it was that the joke no pre- the... press f to pay respects oh, well i'll i'll see myself out <laughs> yeah press f to pay respects that's what it was I'm, I... I'm a gamer yeah look go ahead <laughs> uh, just a couple of things about this as well there's a, a couple of i was watching a few of the trailers like the gameplay trailer and stuff was out um, and a few other trailers for Ultimate Team. Now they're going to uh, a system where you can mix in uh, women and men soccer players. Women and men soccer, soccer players and the Legends as well. But I think the Legends yeah. has always been a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, Legends yeah. has been a thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah like uh, women's soccer teams as well can cross over. Men's yeah. soccer teams and you can just build up purely on the stats, like your best football team, team and uh, take it from there. So uh, yeah. Good stuff. They started that with the uh, NHL this year too, actually. Oh, that's right, because yeah. that was a big part of the marketing yeah. for it. First yeah. time a woman made the cover art. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, well overdue. And uh, Women's World Cup, uh, Soccer World Cup, is currently taking place in Auckland. Uh, Ireland did awful. Um, no surprise. Yeah, didn't, I, didn't Canada beat you guys? Oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, we, we got, I think everybody, I don't even think we won a game, but uh, soccer not our strong I think, but I think Canada's out now. I think we lost to oh, no. <laughs> somebody. I can't remember yeah. who. But it's okay. We got the Rugby World Cup coming in November and, and you know, number one in the world. We'll, we'll do better on yeah. that. Canada didn't even make the cut. That. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was Neither watching. did uh, um, the States, so there's yeah. just no North American, American representation. Because I was going through the, the groups and uh, myself and Danny, who would be big rugby friends, were going through the groups just to be like, oh, you know, who are the groups in this uh, up and coming rugby world cup and i kind of thought oh shit this chris's canada isn't there because we were i think in the last world cup or recently we were talking about ireland and canada as a as a match could be funny like do you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> hilarious so this next news announcement or this news piece guys is the one that has me super duper excited okay and this is the unannounced capcom game expected to sell millions before march 2024 and this is coming from comicbook.com by mark deschamp so this year has been a big one for capcom with games like resident evil 4 street fighter 6 and exo primal finding a lot of commercial success it seems the publisher still has some surprises in store as it is revealed in financial statements via bloomberg's uh, takashi mochizuki that it acquired developer sword kane studio Apparently, Sword Kane Studio has been involved with three of the biggest games of the year, Final Fantasy XVI, Hi-Fi Rush, and Capcom Street Fighter VI. The studio is fairly small, having just 22 employees, but it's currently working on an unannounced game which Capcom expects would sell millions by March next year. Naturally, uh, Mochizuki's tweets about Sword Kane Studios have prompted a lot of speculation on Twitter. The majority of the employees at Sword Kane Studios are animators, and the small size of the team has led some to believe that this could be a brand new iteration in the Ace Attorney franchise. While the series doesn't sell on the same level as some of Capcom's biggest, Ace Attorney Trilogy did sell more than 2.1 million copies, according to Capcom's Investor Relations website. However, Capcom already has Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy set to release in early 2024, and it seems unlikely the publisher would drop two games in the series that close to one another. Given Sword Kane Studios' history as a support team, it's possible they're actually working on something big alongside one of Capcom's other internal developers. If that is the case, the game could end up being a bigger name such as Resident Evil or Monster Hunter. Oh boy! Oh boy, next-gen Monster Hunter. Let it be, let it be. Um, there's simply no way of knowing for sure, but given Capcom's expectations, it will likely be announced sometime in the very near future. In addition to this unannounced game, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy and Pragmata, it looks like 2024 is shaping up to be another big year for Capcom. Oh, if I got a next-gen Monster Hunter, that soon, that soon, I 
goodbye everybody podcast is on hold i'm fairly sure it's going to be final fight oh. the writing's already on the wall the uh like street fighter oh, 6 okay. takes place in metro city where which is the city you Final Fight takes place in like and there's a bunch of all the old characters that are in it. And you, you, you think this guy- Mike Hagar has he's there's a statue of him, but he hasn't been like shown. So I I guarantee there's going to be a tie-in, and with all the hype around Street Fighter Six and it's still going strong, yeah. they're going to be like, by the way, you guys are probably nicking for some old school Final Fight now. But, and and you reckon that could sell millions? Uh yeah, I think so. I think it's a good IP. And um, look at the team. Uh, look, uh, it wouldn't be necessarily the same old Final Fight we'd know. But look at the team, too. You mentioned Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. What were the other two games? Uh, they did. Oh, Final Fantasy 16. 16 and, and Street Fighter, Street Fighter 6. 6. Yeah. So Hi-Fi Rush, Final Fantasy 16, they could go in a direction of like that kind of combat, but just design, like, design a Final Fight around it. But, or that kind of combat against monsters. <laughs> I mean, that could be a two. I think Monster Hunter is too ambitious right now. Are they going to announce it or are they actually releasing it? Because you said sell a million by next March. So it's funny. I read a couple of articles and this one they said by March next year. I think that the game will be released by March of next year. And I think they anticipate it will sell okay, millions. So I don't think are... it's going to sell millions by March. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I've, I read a number of articles. Um, I picked this one because it specifically mentioned Monster Hunter. And that's why I, you know... Epic. That was like, oh, get, get excited yeah. about that. But um, I would say that the by the other articles, it's like this game will be released by March and is expected to sell millions. But I don't think the millions are expected to be sold by March. I think because if, if it's by March of next year, has a Monster Hunter been in development in secret for the last couple of years? I don't know. See, I with the fact that like Sunrise and Monster Hunter and um, that one Rise, yes, Sunbreak was the big DLC, which only kind of came out recently enough in the last two years, is that enough time for them to have been working on a like next gen and it, like maybe it could be for the switch i don't know i mean it hasn't i don't know if it's it's particularly going to be like a next gen console monster hunter but i would just love um i don't even i would love it for it to be a mega man but i don't think they would go but like i don't think mega man's big enough anymore to sell millions no they kind of learned that with the last one that came out it was it yeah. eight and I mean, what's the other option? Like, you could go crazy and try to remake like Dino Crisis or something. I was thinking Okami is a sleeper hit for the only one with the dog with the paintbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I was it was a great game, but it was it was also super like gimmicky, and I just don't think. And that, I think I think uh, a game like that is a very uh, particular uh, group of people. Like the fact that they're expecting it to sell millions makes me think that it's got it's a, a very established IP. It has to be in a really established IP. I mean, if they're saying that, it, they to have that confidence, it must be one of their, their bigger hitters. Street Fighter Six is already here. I like Final Fight. I think Final Fight fits it well. Marvel vs. Capcom too. Maybe they'll double down on fighting just because it's already yeah. out there. Yeah. And Marvel's still hyped. pretty big even though the TV shows are pretty trashy at the minute. A new Marvel vs. Capcom where maybe they get like likeness for uh, Robert Downey Jr. or something. Is- <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Get get that team. Like, yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty good, actually. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, look, I would love it it to be Monster Hunter. I played Sunrise to... Or Rise, Monster Hunter Rise to death. Loved it. But myself and Craig and Kevin were always talking about... Like, we we played that, and then we went back to um, World. World. And... Rise is an amazing game. It's a real arcadey feel. It's much easier to, to play. It's faster. It's just I liked, faster. I liked faster. Yeah. But going back to playing World after playing that and seeing... And like World looks even now. It still looks amazing graphically. Mm-hmm. Ah, PS5, you know, Xbox. What's the new Xbox called? Look, I always mess these up with their names. Series, Series X. X. Series X. X. Yeah. Series X and S. So like if you got a, a Monster Hunter on, on those consoles next gen, I'd, oof, that'd be so, 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 so good. And I'm ready. I like played Rise to death put it away about like two, three years ago, whatever else, two years ago, haven't really gone back to, to a Monster Hunter game since. So I'm ready. For, I'm re- definitely ready for the next iteration of Monster Hunter. So I'll keep my fingers crossed. But yet, money on the table, you guys think it's Final Fight? Uh, yeah, I think now would be the time. If yeah. they ever planned on doing it, it would be now. Yeah. Well, I hope you're wrong, Chris, <laughs> for my sake. Um, this next one is uh, a, a great story. Uh, this one is the hit MMO Final Fantasy fourteen is finally coming to Xbox. This is coming from Kotaku uh, by uh, Ethan. I think it's is it Gach G A C H. How would you pronounce that? Gak Gach Gak 
Gak. Eden Gak. Okay, I'm sorry, Ethan. I butchered your name. Um, so here we go. A long last, Xbox owners will soon get to enjoy the MMO RPG PlayStation players have enjoyed for nearly a decade. Final Fantasy XIV is headed to Xbox Series X and S in spring 2024 after being a PlayStation console exclusive since 2014. Producer and director uh, Naoki Con- Yoshida. Oh, console exclusive. Exclusive. I was about to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's been on PC. Have I been playing it on PC? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Console exclusive, yeah. yeah. So producer-director uh, Yoshida made the announcement on stage at the game's 2023 Fan Fest in Las Vegas alongside Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer. The Xbox Series X and S version will offer 4K graphics and faster load times like its PlayStation 5 counterpart. While the full release is still almost a year away, an open beta will be available for players to try much sooner when patch 6.5X arrives in the months ahead. For those who've been living under an Anamantois shell, very clever, Final Fantasy XIV has you complete fetched quest dungeons and raids across the dazzling world of Hydaelyn, full of political intrigue and mythical wonder. The game was one of the first live service disasters when it first launched in 2013 and was in, even entirely shut down for a time before re-releasing as A Realm Reborn. Uh, it's received increasingly excellent expansions ever since, um, each introducing new characters, classes and conflicts. And while it's an MMO, a duty support system lets you play solo with AI-controlled NPCs. By the time Final Fantasy XIV comes to Xbox Series X and S, Square Enix says the feature will enable players to complete everything from the start of the game up through its most recent Endwalker expansion without ever needing uh, to interact with another human being. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> defeats the purpose of an MMO but there we go uh, the story of how we got here people ever, I ain't signing up for that <laughs> hey people um, the story of how we got however is a long one Yoshida was asked as early as 2013 why the game wasn't on Xbox One his answer at the time was that Microsoft's stance on crossplay was too restrictive uh, quote the main reason from our side is that Microsoft I stance back in 2013 yeah funny enough yeah, um, I, I was a bit iffy on that as well but holy keep, keep okay she's taking some turn these days <laughs> I know right uh, so quote the main reason from our side is that I don't want uh, the community to be divided to be split into two or more for example one player might be on the PC version another might be on the PS4 version and I'm playing the Xbox version but we're not able to join the same game servers he told RPG site at the time that is just a uh, I just don't like the idea. I disagree with it. That was back when Microsoft was the company seemingly standing in the way of crossplay between the two consoles. Years later, roles were reversed, with Sony pushing back against crossplay for games like Fortnite. Yoshida repeated his requirement for crossplay in 2017 interview with Kotaku, and things seemed to be progressing in that direction not long after. Spencer publicly promised to bring the game to Xbox at the X019 Fan Fest event in London. Uh, quote, we have a great relationship with Washita San and we're working through what it means to be to bring a cross-platform MMO uh, that they've run for years, he told VGC at the time. It will be one of the games that's coming and it's something that I know our Xbox fans will be incredibly excited to see. No deal immediately materialized, however, and Yoshida was asked again what the problem was during a 2021 interview around the time Final Fantasy XIV came to PS5. Uh, quote, so I feel bad for saying the same thing every time, he told Easy Allies, but we are still in discussions with Microsoft and I feel like our conversations are going in a positive tone. Uh, the positive tone of these conversations seemingly wasn't enough to finally get Sony to agree to cross-play, though, until now. The two companies also recently reached a 10-year agreement for Call of Duty to keep coming to PlayStation after Microsoft's acquisition of, of Activision Blizzard is finalized. Purely a coincidence, I'm sure. Sony, Microsoft, and Square Enix did not immediately respond to any requests for comment. Interesting one. Kind of a little bit to unpack there, but it's funny to think that Xbox was at a time, I never even really thought about that or considered it, but it is funny to think that there was a time when they weren't, I guess, playing the cross-play game, yeah. at least with yeah. Squenix, uh, you know? Yeah, back back then, I think it was every man for themselves. Like, no one... People complained a lot about, like, cross-play not being available because I think 2013 was around the we time where... We just didn't think it could. Yeah, yeah, like, it was It was sort of... I think 2013 was the first time when it seemed to be possible and community started to cry out for it being like, well, like, what's what's that like? Because PlayStation, for the longest time, the narrative was that, like, PlayStation was lagging behind Xbox and their online services. But then by 2013, that was all kind of ironed out. Like, there were no big server problems with PlayStation stuff anymore. There's no big ping differential between an Xbox experience and a PlayStation 1. So fans started to cry out being like, why can't you work together? Why can't I play with my PlayStation friends? And Xbox it also friends? depends on the uh, design of the game. Like, a dedicated server that's run by that video game company that, mm-hmm. like you would have to connect to um that obviously much easier to make crossplay. but like peer-to-peer if someone's on a playstation someone's on an xbox i don't even know if that's possible right because yeah. one of those people would be hosting the game yeah i don't know if a playstation can just directly connect with yeah. an xbox i honestly have no idea how any what of this works but i would assume 
that it would have to be a dedicated server run by a company. Yeah, it's a weird one, but it's cool. It's exciting. It's exciting news for people who are it's on Xbox and <sighs> Final Fantasy fans. Final Fantasy fourteen is, you know, I, I, I've said it before on this podcast that my retirement plan is Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> That's that's the I have a yeah. retirement plan and the first line underneath that it just says Final Fantasy fourteen. It is such such an amazing game, uh, and as a Final Fantasy fan, it it has everything you would, could possibly want uh, from a Final Fantasy collaboration. It's just it's perfect, and it's so well done. The guys and you know I, I'm playing through Final Fantasy sixteen at the minute. I'm very close to finishing it, and there's so much of fourteen in that in all of the best ways. That it's just and I, like reading this uh, after they announced this, they also released a new trailer for uh, another new, expansion, yeah, Outbreak or Outburst. Or... It's like a pirate holiday type. I don't know if you yeah. watched the trailer. It looks like it could be quite fun because I know Endwalker was meant to be kind of like the conclusion to the story. Yeah, I, um, didn't they come out and say that that was going to be the, the last? It's expansion? the conclusion to that storyline, and this is the start of a new story arc. Yeah, it was a Final oh, Fantasy fourteen I, I, fan explained that to me. So I thought yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen had been like like that was it. Development was done. No, no, they're good. well. I, I mean, think I, it's going to be WoW. Like it's going to be like you can't imagine WoW not being around in ten years' time. I think they want to see it the same way. Well, well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe the way uh, Activision Blizzard is going yeah. at the moment. It is on good. life support. Um, but but this this game is just so unbelievably good. And anytime there's news about it, and especially this, like I love the idea, like the, the fact that we'll be cross playing with Xbox, it brings a whole new ream of fans into it. A ho- breeds a whole new bit of life into the game, mm. and especially with this new DLC. Every time I see this, I'm like, I wish I had all the time in the world because the game is as for how good it is. It just you have to have so much time to get through this game, and I. It, if I if there was ever a thing, I think I, I I said in the chat once. If I won the lottery, my plan would be okay. I'm going to spend like a year figuring out what to do with my money, like where to invest it, how to do it. And during that year, I'll do nothing but play play Final Fantasy 14. Like I just it needs so much time because it's it's so so good. But yeah, I'm delighted delighted it's got an Xbox. Delighted that like it, uh, the interesting part that he brings up at the end of the uh, end of the 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 article is the fact that the timing is interesting and. Again, I don't know if I believe it has anything to do with it. But the timing is interesting is that Xbox finally got the go-ahead to get Final Fantasy XIV at the same time they agreed to give PlayStation a 10-year uninterrupted <laughs> yeah. guarantee of Call of Duty. I'm like, was that part of the negotiation? It's like, please give us Call of Duty. We'll finally give you Final Fantasy XIV if you give us Call of Duty. Like, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, or if yeah, there was other Final Fantasy. I also wonder if like this kind of just broke down that exclusivity deal. like Which wasn't an exclusive... It wasn't... Uh, an explicit deal it was more an implicit thing like yeah. sony but like going ahead in the future maybe like those doors come down yeah. do you mean those. do you mean it just in terms of like for the likes of the square Enix games like the Final Fantasy yeah, seven yeah, remake just, and yeah. stuff because seven remake was meant to go, go to xbox every i think originally i think i heard it was like it had a, it was a limited exclusivity for um PlayStation. right that's what i'm saying maybe limited exclusivity expires now yeah maybe i don't know it's weird it, it kind of the sony i looked up a couple of figures on this because I was curious, um, but the Sony Square Enix pairing makes sense because, like, obviously, they're Sony's biggest market is Japan. Um, with I looked up a stat on it, uh, PlayStation Five in twenty twenty three so far, PlayStation Five has sold three point one two million units in Japan, and and as of the same time, Xbox Series X has sold one hundred ninety thousand in Japan. So Microsoft brand a, loyalty, though. Yeah, yeah, massive brand loyalty, big. Japanese publisher like all this kind of stuff so I don't think Screenix was ever super pushed for that but it's it's cool that they're like considering all their markets like abroad like how big Xbox is in a bunch of different countries and yeah no it's 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 exciting hopefully they do the same with like Nintendo as much as they can like keep pushing the plat the games that will run on the switch to the switch and just like open yeah bring down the walls games for everybody could you imagine like a Mario Odyssey in the PS5 do you ever think? Do you ever think it would go the other way? <laughs> no, I, I think Nintendo's. Like, yeah, no, no they're, they're gonna the least likely to share. Could you imagine that? Like at the board meeting, and it's like uh, Nintendo being like, "Can we have old Final Fantasy VII? They're like, "Yeah, sure, sure." Uh, how about that Mario fella? They're like, "No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely not." If anything, they'd finally let you. Like, Fine, you can sell Mario Three on PlayStation, the original. 60 euro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 60 quid, it's a yeah. new game. It gets a new price. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past them in fairness. That's, that's pretty good. All right, so that's, uh, that's Final Fantasy XIV. It's, it's, uh, you, you've always talked about kind of getting into that, Chris, haven't you? Or have yeah, you gotten yeah, into yeah. it? I, I, 
play around with it a bit. I played around. I played it a bit in the past. I wouldn't mind get a bit more serious as long as we had like a actual like team or dungeon. Yeah, at least big enough for dungeons. Maybe raids would be ideal. But me, like, me, and that's... Kev had a good run with our friend Peter and my brother Andrew. The four of us were doing it um, for for a good while, uh, but it was quite funny because both Peter and Andrew loved playing as uh, healers, so they're both healer classes. So sometimes we went into dungeons. It was like. I'm sorry, Shadows, we only need one of you. And it's like, oh, who do you who do you pick? And I'm like, I'm sorry, brother, I gotta go. Pete, I don't see him enough. <laughs> like they to them pick healers, which is interesting because that's a tough one to a tough uh t- job to fill, usually. I mean I'd never pick a healer. I like healing. I yeah. I loved healing. Uh, it depends on the uh like when I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen, I was a white mage. Nice. Okay, um, much like Andrew and then and I played a bunch of healers and wow i mean i love discipline discipline priests but it was all a lot of like you do damage in order to heal which yeah yeah i thought was pretty dope what about you luke are you a tank dps or are you a healer uh my first instinct i started 14 a really long time ago and my first instinct was to go healer as well um what is, what is, am i am i the problem <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's by far the mo you think you'll just it's not going to be so bad because you're kind of in the back. All you're doing is supporting people. It's the most stressful position. Yeah. Oh, I know. So that's maybe tank. Maybe tank can get pretty tricky if it, the fight has tough mechanics. But like healer, and the problem with the healer at the end of the dungeon, just like everyone's like, "Oh wow, that dungeon was so fun." And you're just like, I don't even. I didn't see any of it because I was just looking at green and blue bars. Yeah, the bars. Yeah. So that's that's why another part why I don't think I'd enjoy the the healing factor so much because I usually play tank and my whole time playing through uh, Final Fantasy was or Realm of Born was I was a tank and when we got to the really good raids and dungeons where it was like an eight man so instead of a tank two TPS and a healer you had two tanks yeah eight DPS tank, oh, yeah. yeah so you had tank and off tank and. I got into the role of playing like like the off tank role as opposed to just the true tank. Oh, I had so much fun. Yeah, you know, tanks uh, is- because you actually get to play around the mechanics of the game, and even healer was a lot of fun in the sense that like you were playing your own like game inside the game, right? Just mm-hmm. like it was yeah. always something to do. But uh, I think if I were to play again, it would I would definitely go tank. I've done a lot of DPS too in the past, and. You just kind of like zone out. You just keep hitting cooldown <laughs> yeah. buttons, and I'm just like this. And is, a DPS role was annoying. funny. What's interesting is the AI thing that they've introduced into it now, which I think is a, a cool concept. Because one of the pains that I had when I first played Shiram Born was I went for a DPS role, but DPS roles would have been the most common. So when it came to you know, I when you came to like loading into a dungeon, it would tell you like, okay, we've got one out of one tank. Uh, you'd be queuing for like 15 queuing minutes because there's always DPS and I switched to tank and the moment I selected the dungeon yep. I get immediately a, a, a being to like okay we're ready because they're always waiting for tanks um, but having the AI thing is interesting because it kind of gives you the liberty to kind of pick whatever you just find the most interesting and not have to worry about it is actually pretty cool I didn't know yeah. they had that system until I read that article I never I never knew that either and like I've well, the last I think it is three years ago especially important for games like this because I mean I guess Final Fantasy fourteen. if you're playing it through for the first time, yeah, there is that story there. But, like, the real, like, gameplay is the end game content. Yes. And it just, it takes mm. so long to get there. And if you also have to wait for other groups in order to yeah. just, like, level and gear up in order to make it to the end game where you have to just gear up again, it's just too daunting. Yeah. yeah. A great option to have. Great option yeah. to have. Um, but, yes, that will be very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And on to, speaking of Nintendo... We go into our last uh, article of our main show. So Nintendo reportedly plans to release next-gen console during the second half of 2024. This is coming from IGN by Wesley and Poole. So Nintendo will release its next-gen console during the second half of 2024, according to a new report. Sources told VGC development kits for the unannounced new console are now with partner studios, with a second half of 2024 release window set to give Nintendo enough time to ensure plenty of stock for launch. Apparently, this new next-gen console can be used in portable mode, like the Nintendo Switch, and has an LCD screen as opposed to an OLED screen in order to keep costs down. It also comes with a cartridge slot for physical games, and what Fiji said. However, the crucial question of backwards compatibility with Nintendo Switch games remains unclear. IGN has asked Nintendo for comment. In May, Nintendo said it's the uh, long-rumored Switch successor wouldn't release until April 2024 at the earliest. Nintendo president uh, Shintaro... um, 
Furukawa explained during uh, an investor's presentation that the company isn't considering new hardware in the 2023-24 financial year, which ends on March 31st, 2024. This comes despite a decline in Switch sales. The console sold close to 18 million units in the last financial year, down from 23 million sold the year before and 28 million the year before that. Nintendo isn't looking to rush a new console out to tackle this decline, though, as it uh, has forecast another drop for the coming year. Uh, quote, sustaining the Switch's sales momentum will be difficult in its seventh year, says Furukawa during the presentation. Our goal of selling 15 million units this fiscal year is a bit of a stretch, but we will do our best to bolster demand going into the holiday season so that we can achieve this goal. Uh, rumors surrounding a new console have been circulating for years. The new console was said to offer boosted graphics akin to the PlayStation 4 and its Pro model, but there is no official information regarding the next uh, piece of Nintendo hardware yet. Do we, do we think it's going to look like <laughs> PS4 games? No. No. I think it's... it's oh, God. Everything in that article just makes me think of a Nintendo Switch with the number two page. <laughs> yeah, just taped on. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's, it's not an OLED. It's LCD. Yeah. Like, wait, they're just... And it's going to be portable. I was like, you're just describing the Nintendo the Switch. <laughs> you know that, right? It's going to run PlayStation 4 graphics. It'll, it might have a bigger that hard drive. Instead of like, what was ago. it? Like, huh? Might have a bigger hard drive. What was it like? A thirty-two. This one will be like sixty-four yeah, or something. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even fit a single. It doesn't even fit Modern Warfare. I think. Could you? Ever, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had one game. Um, uh, I guess based on those details that have leaked, I guess we can safely say it's the Nintendo Switch Two. It's not a. It's not like a, a new thing. It's not GameCube to Wii. It's not Wii to Switch. It just looks like it's Switch Two. You never know with Nintendo though. Like they could come out of left field with something wild that is technically still portable and is like because the Wii was not the biggest jump up in like uh, GameCube was a GameCube to Wii. Yeah, that wasn't a big jump up in technology in the same way that the other consoles were doing. Wii to Wii U wasn't big either. Well, but the Wii U was a disaster for them. Oh yeah, the financially Wii U wasn't was it? a disaster. Yeah. But it did, um, the Wii boasted obviously a bunch of weird extra bits that like no one saw being successful and they were. Like Nintendo just comes at left field sometimes with a, a banger. But uh, I think they're just they, playing their cards close to their chest. I really hope they're just playing their cards close to their chest. They could go ham too. Like they're, with the success of um, the Steam Deck and also uh, Asus hitting the market, they could be scared or they could just be like, you know what, we want to... We don't want you guys to take our. What's the word? I'm the like, segment the of the market. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could go for uh, like an equivalent to those or a competitor to those. Yeah, they just want to lock it down. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Be a bit more expensive, but. God damn it. <laughs> so, I mean, PS4 graphics, I just I can't see it. I can't see Nintendo ever getting there. Ever getting there. It's just this. And I love if they did, like a Zelda and that kind of style or anything like that. But yeah, I think it's funny because I watched the, the Nintendo Direct there recently, like the last one they had, and it definitely felt like a swan song direct for the Switch. Okay. It was right. like, here's our last games essentially to dominican ended on like the brand new 2d mario i think super mario bros wonders or which i'm excited about i love all those oh, 2d marios princess peach game so yeah but i mean if they're talking about like hey we've remastered luigi's mansion from the ds here's a brand new Pe like the peach game i think will be the last big i mean i say quote unquote big and nothing against peach but i can't imagine that will be a real heavy seller for them but i i, I imagine that being the the, the end of the switches uh, life cycle these kind of games November October I think because I think that game I can't remember what the peach one said but it was was it out this year that was just the first little picture they had well on they it? didn't show they only showed like a couple second teaser not even any gameplay so I yeah. think that one's like pretty early in the development yeah okay. but uh, I mean I just they're going to release a new system too and they're going to do the same bullshit where they're going to start remastering old games but they'll be on a different console once again. Like you can't have all your remastered old games ever on one. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're, be, I'm sure they're already working on tears of the kingdom for this new console. Yeah. Right? You'd assume, like, well, I mean, yeah, I, I'd assume, I'd assume they, they'd have, I mean, like they're saying it could be 2024. Is that, that's the interesting thing. If it's 2024, like what, Zelda would have been, you know, Tears of the Kingdom on this new console would have been the perfect release game yeah, with it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because Breath of the Wild was released on Switch, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah it was a, like, that was a banger of an opening thing mm -hmm. for, for Switch. So I do wonder, oh, wait, wait, the stars are aligning, fellas. I just had a thought, because the Capcom, Capcom unannounced Monster Hunter game 
because that's what it's going to be. Uh, like I said, it could be March, end of March 2024. And the Switch could be April 2024. What if their big opening is the next-gen Monster Hunter Run portable but then Switch? Chris, don't break my heart. Listen, well, you're... Okay, so you want another, like, an upgraded Monster Hunter World. I do. Monster Hunter World is... Like PS4, Four, I, I know, and I know this might this. have PS4 <laughs> graphics, so we either have to like take a downgrade or just so, leave Nintendo so with the dust yeah, once yeah, again. Yeah, no, you're so you're right. I, I would love the next gen Monster Hunter, but that being said, I had such a fun time with Rise, like Monster Hunter Portable, like the PSP days of Monster Hunter was some of my. I wouldn't mind that days. either. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked Rise quite a bit. Um, maybe just a bigger maps in rise like yeah. some uh the verticalness of all that kind of stuff yeah. was great yeah it was it was very good so yeah i mean switch to i don't think any of us were are too surprised about that uh, and excuse my ignorance here lcd is the screen that's currently on the nintendo switch right and then the on oled the is the upgrade model. on the base yeah. model so they're going for the same thing again <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're going for a, a, a technology that's been around for like 20 years yeah oh god they're nintendo. downgrading yeah. Oh my God. LCD was like cutting edge in 2003. So oh I do. They're I, all sitting around in an office right now laughing. Like, oh, they're all going to buy it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Idiots. Yeah. The new Mario game is going to be on and everyone's going to eat that shit up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pity. Um, so that's it kind of for the, for the big news things. Uh, for those uh, people who are, are interested in extra news, we will have a post show uh happening after this and you can go into patreon.com and sign up for that to get all the bonus content we will be talking about a pizza scented controller <laughs> in the new segment that's the content we've got ready for you so make sure you sign up to that shit because it only gets better that's 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 absolutely it um chris luke any uh, parting comments on the news of july did it do anything for you anything excites you amongst those things or a lot, a lot of speculation but uh that's yeah. what we love here yeah. Uh, I'm interested to see what this mystery Capcom game is, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a big one. And I can't wait for Final Fantasy on Xbox. Yeah, it's going to be good. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that's how we go back to... Maybe that's how I go back to playing Final Fantasy XIV. Spring? You, know, you, you got to hop on in spring? You finally get it, and yeah. we all play together. I'm down. What a world. We're cross-plays there for everybody. It only took... When did they say? 2013? Yeah, 10 Only years. took 10 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. but we're still here. Uh, Chris Lee, thanks, Emil, for hopping on. Uh, it's been great. Uh, it's a little bit rusty after the holidays, but good to have the podcast back. Good to have you guys back on the show. Were we ever well and lubed up? Like, come on, man. We, this is amateur hour. <laughs> You're not wrong, Chris. You're not wrong. Uh, yeah, so listen, if you like the content, make sure you sign up to patreon.com forward slash to give to gaming for loads more. There's loads there that you can get extra new shows, extra post shows. It's all there. Uh, if you want to comment on the news articles or what you think this uh, unannounced Capcom game is, you can hit us up at the gift to gaming podcast at gmail.com, where we probably don't reply to emails but you know give a shot anyway we'll try we'll try um guys it's been great uh i'll catch you he'll reply he hits like immediately yeah (laughs) refresh constantly friend friend (laughs) uh you know it's okay we don't sound desperate at all um yeah it's been great you guys and uh, i'll be sure to uh catch you guys on the next one and to our listeners uh, keep enjoying the gift that is gaming peace out